It's your boy Dukes, and this is After Sports Talks. You can catch us on Monday at 3 p.m. on The Real 1100 and iHeartRadio. Let's go! Okay, okay, okay. Welcome back. We here again. We here again. But first things first, Bo, let's do a check-in. How's everything, my brother? Hey, man, you know, we solid over here. What about you, Cliff? Man, we real solid, man, and... I have to apologize to you and everybody else listening. My voice is half gone because apparently I had way too much fun this, this past weekend. Oh man! You know I don't I don't really do too much, y'all. But you know when I do go on vacation, I have a good time. You know, so me and my travel group we went to Gatlinburg, rode UTVs, went skiing, went snowboarding, ate good, did some good tours. It's a great time, man. Been a great time. How about you, Greg? How's everything? I yeah, it's been good. All I'm doing is working and sleeping. <laughs> for sure <laughs> what I need more of but as you know Bo today's a big day it's a big one man it's a, it's a big one I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see how you feel I'm very interested to see if you're going to be disrespectful or not um, but I'm sure that is the case so I'm sure we'll be getting into that soon you know my word of the day is humility I'm going to be very humble okay the way I'm going to be speaking is very respectable about Bama very, very respectable, okay? And then I'm going to say what I have to say. But stay with us. We're going to get into it. Take a quick break. Are your pet's vaccinations up to date? Just for Pets Wellness Center can help keep your pets protected from fleas, ticks, heartworms, and other nasty bugs with the latest parasite detection and prevention programs available. We offer parasite screening and prevention to the most advanced topical and chewable medications. Using our online pharmacy is affordable, safe, convenient, and provides home delivery. Visit our website for more information at www.justthenumber4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. And now, an important message from Steve Harvey. I've been thinking about this thing, right? This pandemic, it just isn't over yet. We got the vaccines. I got mine. You might have yours. And when you get that, it's kind of tempting. You want to go to the beach. You want to show up at the club. I'm not scolding you or nothing like that. I'm a performer. I'm tired of doing my shows with no audience. I get it. But listen to this. Don't think just because you got the vaccine that you could just go crazy. We are not quite there yet. Don't let your guard down now. Just follow the current safety guidelines. Wearing your mask is the best way to get it done. I know the mask is hot. I got it. But you know what's hotter than these masks? Staying healthy. Now that's hot. And that's pretty fly if you ask me. Now we need to all keep it together, okay? This is Uncle Steve telling you, let's unite to prevent. For more information, visit unitetoprevent.org. Hi there, healthy people. Do you have a healthy product or service? If you are a certified medical professional, fitness trainer, author, or chef, Old Fashioned Health would love to promote your services or product on the Old Fashioned Health radio show. Please reach out to us. Call 404-793-3960 or email us at oldfashionedhealth at gmail.com. You can also contact us at oldfashionedhealth.com. Old Fashioned Health, good health inside and out. So we back. You know, I really want to talk about my dogs, but I'm going to be patient. And I'm going to wait. 
because we have a whole lot of exciting things going on in sports right now. But first things first, we made a promise. We said we're going to do more HBCU coverage. And you know what? Let's do it. So for the person that requested it, you know, I was really looking forward to that Celebration Bowl and seeing my new favorite team, Jackson State, get that win. But guess what happened, Bo? Man, what happened? They got dusted. What? 31-10. Sheesh. So, what, I mean, South Carolina State, right? Right. All right. So, I'm going to keep it a hundo. Uh, I mean, it takes time. Things take time. I mean, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody saw, like, maybe people saw that Jackson State could get this this dub, but I don't I don't think it's like a disappointment that they lost this game at all. I think everything that uh, you know Coach Sanders has done so far has you know moved that program in the direct right direction. I think it's helped shed light to uh, you know a big a big thing that's going on, a big trend. You know they've landed some new recruits there in Jackson State, and I think I mean hey the trickle down effect is real. You know, I'm excited about the recruits, and we're going to talk about them in a minute. But I, 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 I need to know what happened. I'm trying to get a better understanding. Okay, South Carolina State, seven and five this year. Okay, so first questions first is, how did he even get to the bowl game in the first place? Over teams like NC State, A&T, FAMU was a pretty good team. I think they deserve to be there. Seeing the records, seeing the um, schedules. FAMU was actually, uh, they made the national tournament for the FCS. I don't know how often. I thought it was like if you win your conference, you get right. an automatic bid, like right. basketball. But that's not always the case. Because I believe Jackson State could have also been in the Going FCS on, tournament. But they lost. Um, well, they, they won their conference. Right. Um, they won. They won the SWAC, and Florida A and M actually won the MEAC. Right. But since they were invited, I guess to the tournament, they went to the tournament. Then state. they go to the second place, which is South Carolina State. Those boys came to play. All right. Davis had five catches for ninety-five yards, three touchdowns. And yeah, I think what caused Jackson State to me to lose this game was offense. I mean, I, I just think, you know, when you have when you're playing a program that you see all the time on TV, they're talking about their coach, they're talking about their players, his sons plays for them, and I'm not saying anything is bad about that, but let let's not sit here and act like nobody knows who prime time is. For sure, so absolutely. Any team that Jackson State plays, they're going to get their best effort. They're going to get just just on. Those things alone, you know, maybe they feel like, you know, they're, you know, Jackson State's getting a little bit of uh, too much recognition sure. too soon. You know, maybe I, I, they're just different factors of Jackson State is not comparing them to Alabama, but in the in the regard of they're going to always have that target on their back. Definitely. Especially in the swag and, you know, those types of conferences while they build their program up. They're, they're the big dog right now. So, with that being said, do you feel that they may have came to the game not really feeling like it was going to be a competition? I mean, that's very possible, and I believe that can happen at any level, in any sport, on any given day. I believe that when you have a, a team, an organized 
team with coaches and, uh, you know, talent that those teammates as a can do anything. That That's why they're there for. They're, they're boosters that whether your school is known for winning games or not, those guys are playing. They're actually going out there on the field and doing such. So as long as they have the – I mean, you play sports before, man. Like, sure. I don't want to look across the for me and, and show that I, I have fear. You know, I, I want to go out there and, hey, man, we I'm better than you. I don't care if it looks like you're better than me because y'all are bigger or your record's better. I believe I can beat anybody. And I believe that's what anybody goes into games like that when you when you you know it's going to be hyped up. You know people are going to be watching. You know you, you playing the MEAC. South Carolina State's playing the MEAC. This is probably the you know of course it's a bowl game, but most televised game for them all year. They're it's hyped. their first bowl win, I believe, too, as well. They're hyped, man. Yeah. This is big for them. Big so time. yeah, I think they came and gave it their all, and for sure, and that's exactly what Jackson State saw. For sure. So. To get back to what you just said, pretty much Jackson State is like the Alabama of, you know, their field of play. They got some new recruits. So let's talk about that, these recruits. And more so, can this continue with not only Jackson State, but with other HBCU programs as well? Yeah, I mean, it's already starting to happen. It's, it's you know, everything, just like anything, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, but... As stated earlier, the trickle-down effect is really real. Sometimes guys just want to see some other guys do it, you know? And, and that's that's human nature. Sometimes there could be a, a clothing brand that could have been out for 10 years and then somebody cool wore it and now it's not, now it's popping, you know? But but we know this. Let's, let's be real, man. It takes more than just being cool sometimes. You know, Absolutely. these programs don't have the facilities, the funding, the support. So how can we really keep this going? What 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 is needed to keep that a reality or make that a reality? Well, I think it's I think it starts with the players that uh, are no longer there for sure. You know, uh, representing you know their their schools. You know, whether that be you know by giving back you know money wise, you know mon- monetarily, or is it you know with time or what. what with you know charities or whatever it is that you're giving back to your 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 school um i think those players those former players just have to do more because let's not act like there are not hbcu guys in you know football now or like this is a new thing it you know Shannon Sharp. I mean, the list goes on, you know, of small school guys being able to come up and make a name for themselves. I just think it's going to take, you know, young kids like we were young. We you want to have the best uniforms. You want to work out in the, with sure. the best facilities. You want to have the best meals. You want to live in the best, you know, accommodate. You want to have the best accommodation. You want to have the best exposure. Let's, let's, let's be real here. Right. You, you want to be exposure. seen. You want to go to the league. You, you've worked your, your, your tail off to get here. You know, we don't know everyone's situation. And, and so we, it, and, and we see that, you know, the money, whether HBCUs have the funds to do something about it or not, regardless if that's the case or not, the fact of the matter is more has to be done because, I mean, Right now is the perfect time to just go all in on trying to figure out a way to best funnel talent to the HBCU tech sector. I mean, if not, if you don't take advantage of that opportunity now, 
with the things with the recruits that have, you know, gone on to, you know, right right here recently, just in the past week or two. You know, this is huge. For sure. Unprecedented territory for HBCUs have to take advantage of it. Why do you think it's happening now? Do you give the credit more so to the generation that's making these decisions coming in? Or do you think, you know, leading to what you said, the people that need to step up are stepping up? And if they are, why? Why did it take so long? Honestly, I don't know. You know, uh, HBCUs for, for the longest have fought, you know, just for accreditation validation, you know, so let alone maybe this just hasn't been a focal point in the community because a lot of our schools have, you know, like take Morris Brown and, you know, other schools, you know, Stillman, you know, schools that are, you know, I have friends that went to Stillman, you know, I have friends that went to, you know, I know people in the, in the family that went to Morris Brown and all these other different schools that might have lost their accreditation or going through different things. And maybe that just wasn't a, a big focal point, but I believe it has to be something that is, you know, locked in on because it can really help the entire university through athletics. Like, that's where the money is. So if we really want to, you know, say we want to do this and do that, we got to take advantage and do what we need to do to make sure, or at least the people in those positions, to make sure that we keep getting that talent because that's how you're going to really build these programs. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I know what we're going to do. We're going to do our part to make sure that they get exposure. Here at the Sports Talk, we're going to always have these stats for you. Basketball, football, baseball, we're about to dig in this bag, man. But look, stay with us. We got plenty more to talk about. One thing I've been looking forward to was Clay Thompson came, coming back, and guess what? He did. He's here, and he's here to stay. Splash Brothers, man. They back, baby. Stay with us. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. Be sure to listen to The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell, a podcast that explores emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In The Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. Learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Then let's talk about your health. Hey folks, just a quick reminder that no matter the time of the day and no matter what day of the week, East Coast, West Coast, all points in between, we are always on. So go to your app store and download the Real 1100 app and listen wherever and whenever. The Real, Real, Real. 
So we here. Let's get into this NBA, man. Our boy Clay Thompson back. Splash Brothers are back. The Warriors already looking cold blooded. So what? Our boy Clay back. What's happening, man? Man, I'm I'm just gonna keep it a hundo, man. The league should be put on notice. Your boy Clay, he's back, and I mean, he only played 20 minutes last night. Last night, but you know we know he's been training. You know, Clay's in condition. He looks, you know, he looks like he's been playing. He he looked like he had been playing all season last night. Um, you know. First game back and got up. I mean, he just put somebody on a poster last night. Not a, not a, uh, you know, a little fast break. No, no, I mean, this is a half court play break. The play broke down completely. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Clay or Steph, one of them fell at one point in this play. The ball was loose. And then a, just a, you know, basic backdoor cut from your boy Clay. Man, I don't know. I don't know how exciting. I don't know how excited you guys are, but Clay Thompson being back in the NBA to me, I am just all here for it. I'm gonna tell you one thing. I, I'm looking at the game stats. Clay was not being shot either. In 20 minutes, he shot 18 shots, y'all. Okay. When Clay got the ball, he was jacking. Put up 17 in 20 minutes. I got to agree with you, man. He's looking like he's better than he was. Can we say that? He's more athletic. That's what it sounds like. I mean, I don't want to get too far. I don't I don't I don't want to get too far ahead of myself just because I mean, Clay Thompson was uh, a two-way lockdown def- he was a lockdown defender along with the things that he was doing offensively beforehand. And I I, I honestly I didn't pay too much of, of his defense, you know, just because I mean, like it's the regular season. Guys don't really play too much defense now. Anyway, we, I, I do want to pay more attention to how he was moved. I just was so excited that he was back and just wanted to see him shoot the ball and get in that poster. You know, I'm just excited. I think he, I think he's gonna still be that same dominant perimeter strap that the Golden State Warriors need. Having Steph Curry back there, who is no longer a liability, by the way. He's always, at least in the past, what, five, six, seven, eight seasons top in the NBA in steals. So if you're if you're, you know, doing that in steals, to me, you're no longer a liability. You 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 at least I believe he's a great effort defender at this point in his career. I just can't help to think about how this benefits Steph. So much, man. So much. I mean, just look at what he's been doing without Clay. MVP season. Period. Now, so, there, there are other MVP candidates out there. I don't want to, you know, stretch that too much. But before Clay returning, Steph was already on the MVP season. And this only opens up the floor. They, they were already scary. They were already trying to double Steph. They couldn't, they couldn't do it. I, I see exactly what happened last night. Those backdoor cuts. When you have guys that can stretch the floor like that and you have to get up on them. I just see so 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 many of those, not just from Clay and stuff, but it's going to open those types of plays up for everybody on the team. I mean, we got to, we have to really just give the Warriors organization credit here. I mean, coaching wise, the, the roster they really put together to maintain while it's downtime. I, I drafted don't, roster. I mean, drafted roster. A drafted roster. This is crazy. 
finding, believing in guys. Draymond Green is a end of the second round player. For sure. That has been nothing more but a top 10 pick. Nothing less than a top. I mean, he, he's been outstanding for them being 6-6, playing the role that he plays for them, an assist man, a rebound man, a defensive juggernaut. They're, Team leader, really, when it comes down to it. Even outside of the court, I, I guarantee you in that locker room, Draymond matters more than anybody. Absolutely. I believe, I believe he's the glue to the team. For sure. For sure. So I, I'm going to go ahead and call it Warriors are winning the championship this year. I just don't see who, who, who beats them um, in the West. Um, and after getting through the West, there's no way they lose in championship with any team from the East. It's not possible. I like the Bulls. I like what they're doing over there. But I, I, I just don't see it happening right now. Look, man, I love basketball. This was fun while it lasted. But you know why I'm here. I'm getting hot just trying to hold my words in. So we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, I'm not wasting no more time. We're talking about those dogs. Stay with us. Just for Pets Wellness Center reminds old-fashioned health listeners and pet owners to never leave pets unattended inside a parked vehicle, not even for a quick errand. Temperatures can rise to dangerous levels fast. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. And now an important message from Jerry Rice. As a career wide receiver, I've been hit hard. But no training nor practice prepared us for the devastation of COVID-19. Thankfully, there is hope. Even with multiple vaccines available, we still have to work together until everyone is safe. We all win when we unite to prevent. For more information, visit unitetoprevent.org. There's a lot going on in the world, and your world is always changing. That's why it's important to stay connected. The latest news, the latest entertainment, the newest music. If it's in the air or on the air, it can be in the palm of your hand, wherever you are, with the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Over 1,500 live radio stations from across the country and over 15 million songs to create your own custom stations. Text IHR to 45495 to download the app or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates apply. Hi there, healthy people. Do you have a healthy product or service? If you are a certified medical professional, fitness trainer, author, or chef, Old Fashioned Health would love to promote your services or product on the Old Fashioned Health radio show. Please reach out to us. Call 404-793-3960 or email us at oldfashionedhealth at gmail.com. You can also contact us at oldfashionedhealth.com. Old Fashioned Health, good health inside and out. So we here, man. And right now, I know you can't see me, but I'm staring Bo down. Because I'm not hearing none of this crap. He getting ready to try to tell me about what Bama going to do, what Georgia not going to do. I'm not hearing that this time, man. You know, I said I was going to be humble, but forget that. I'm never humble. So why start now? I've been waiting on that. I've been waiting on why you. Why start now, man? Y'all been disrespecting us. 
for too long now. That one lost to Bama this year. Now we we are who you thought we were, huh? Nah. God was playing Michigan like that's going to do something to us. Let's talk about that game, man. Georgia versus Michigan, man. How do you feel about that game? Was it what you thought it would be? Yep. Uh, you, you know, you know me, man. I, I'm I'm not a Big Ten guy. I just don't, you know, when when the talk about what conference uh, is the best every year, I just I just don't even like listening to the con- to that conversation anymore. The talent is just not there. I'm not saying that they don't get very you know talented guys at Michigan, but I mean. The SEC, when you're talking about Georgia, Alabama, even LSU, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to be going up against better talent than you. I don't care if it's Michigan, Ohio State, just in the Big Ten alone, guys don't want to play in the cold, bro. That Like, like let's just be honest. Like, that's a thing. You know that, right? Like, that, in the NFL, that's a thing. Like, guys be tripping about playing for Buffalo. Like, they, they would rather play for a sorry Dolphins team. I'm just saying, like, it is extremely difficult to flip a guy from a school. Like, because if you're going to Michigan, that means you have the talent for sure to possibly play at Georgia and Alabama. But that means if you have that talent, why not just go to Georgia or Alabama? You know what I'm saying? And that's what that's just, that's essentially what guys do. And then the other guys that decide they go to Michigan, then when they get to the playoffs, for sure. This is what happens. Year in and year out, we continuously see that these big team ten teams are ranked high, you know, because they're one loss or no losses. Over the these SEC teams that, you know, may have more losses than them. Um this year was for me the 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 year that made me really laugh at that. You know, and I want to know going forward, do you think it's going to continue to be that way? Or, you know, the, are you not now going to start respecting these two teams, these two lost teams more than these one lost big t- 10 teams? It's going to be tough because of how the playoff system is set up. You know, that was the reason kind of why it was set up. A lot of people were just tired of seeing SEC schools make it. And now that we have it set up this way, it's still let's let's be honest. Like we're really having this conversation because of Alabama. Alabama was making the championship too, too many times, Facts. and then like when Boise State was going undefeated all those years, and then Alabama would get it, get it, get in with one loss, and everybody was mad because Boise State was undefeated. Like so, then we created this thing to try to make it fair for the teams that were undefeated. But like let's. If you are a football fan, and I'm going to say this again because, you know, I, I just have – well, I already know Dukes isn't going to be humble. And so – but just, just hear me out. If you are a football fan, forget if you like Alabama or Boise State or whoever you like. Let's just be honest. Nobody should have thought Alabama was better than – I mean, nobody should have thought Boise State was better than Alabama in those times. Like, come on now. Like, I would rather see a one-loss Alabama who lost to LSU or Georgia throughout the year or Florida throughout the year play another team versus an undefeated Boise State team. Who who do they play? Nobody. I know they don't have the talent. Look at their O-line. Look at their linemen. They just can't. But guess who can 
Georgia. I guess, man. I guess, guess who will? Georgia. I'm not, I'm not hearing that. So, game one. Here's what didn't happen in game one. We did not get to the quarterback. And there's no way. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to admit this. There's no way we can beat Bama without getting to that quarterback. He had, he had way too much time last game. Second thing, we did not stick to our guns. What Georgia needs to do is always establish a run. Guys, we have six solid running backs, and I'm not even exaggerating. They can run the ball. We have to run the ball. We have to spread the ball. We have to get those running backs involved in the passing game. James Cook went for, what, over 100 yards in the Michigan game? That's what we need to do. We had, what, four sacks, two picks? We need to have that same energy versus Bama. Well, I'm telling you right now, we're going to lose. So, Bo, you was laughing earlier, man. I saw you pull something up. What had you laughing over there? Man, so because I knew you were going to start talking about last game and the things that needed to be done to, you know, alleviate the difference between the – I mean, when I hear Georgia fans or – and this is what really is starting to grind my gears – it's not just Georgia fans. It's the odds. It's the media. It's, I mean, the disrespect that we did not just see on December 4th, a dominating victory from the Alabama Crimson Tide, Roll Tide people, 41 to 24. We're talking about establishing the run. Kind of hard to run the ball when you're, down that many points uh it's kind of hard to have a really good offensive showing when your tight end is your best receiver anytime you go against a defense like alabama that has multiple levels of top tier nfl talent dbs and safeties your number one receiver cannot be your tight end not against a team like alabama that to me that's a that's a safe uh, – Stetson Bennett is a safe thrower of the football. That's a safe – the tight end is a safe option. To me, that's the offensive coordinator not trusting in Stetson Bennett. You Bowers. Know, wait, I'm going to cut you off right there. I get what you're saying. I hear you, but guess what didn't happen last game? Our tight end was not our leading receiver against Michigan, and that will not happen in this game either. Again, I'm going to say it again because maybe you didn't hear me clearly. We have to spread the ball. We have to get everyone involved. We have pieces playing that we did not have playing last game that were not 100% healthy. And I think here's the difference, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're having this conversation and like most Georgia fans, you know. We Duke's, don't have facts, what you tell me. Dukes here is not looking at the facts. The fact of the matter is I'm looking at, I don't care about Michigan. I care about Alabama. And what we can look at is that Georgia just played Alabama. I want to look at when they played Alabama. Because, see, you're looking at Michigan like Michigan is Alabama. Georgia is not. I mean, Michigan's not Georgia. And I don't think anybody in the country thought that Michigan was Georgia. I think everybody knew that Georgia was going to beat Michigan. I don't think that was – like, I don't even think those rounds of games were like – like, I want to look at the ratings. Like, how many people watched Alabama versus Cincinnati? And then how many people watched Georgia and Michigan? Probably not too hype. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm curious to know that too. Probably not too hype compared to maybe other uh, college football playoff games, but honestly, I, I'm just gonna keep it a hundo with you. I didn't watch the Alabama Cincinnati game. I just looked at the score. 
I didn't either. It was a waste. It was, of time. It, it was pointless. Why? We knew it was I, I had some other things that I, that I thought were more priority in my life, um, but I, I just want to talk about Alabama and Georgia. I don't want to talk. We, see. Michigan. Let's talk then. Let's talk then. Let's talk then. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about the Again. facts. Georgia, the only reason why we lost that game, turnovers. Definitely have to show I me mean, that. Yeah, that's and good. I, that's and, and I'm not even going to say, yeah, I think Stetson is a safe thrower. I, I can agree to that. But I don't think safe throwers throw 340 yards. That's, that's not being safe to me. It's also the most yards they threw all season because he was forced to. He had to. He was not put in a position all year where he had to do what he had to do Agreed. against Alabama. Agreed. You're talking about a guy who had – that was the biggest game he played in his career. All the other I don't games, know about career, but – I mean, in his career, that game against Alabama a couple weeks ago, Stetson Bennett hasn't played in a bigger game than that. I think it ties. Against what? Last year. Same thing. Well, Same. I mean, okay. Well, that, I mean, that's cool. Alabama, though. He has not thrown that many yards this season. Correct. First time doing it. He did it. He saw his mistakes. He corrected his mistakes. He's going to continue to do so. And this seems, this just seems like a lot. You know, we watched the Falcons do what they did yesterday. See. And it seems a lot like Matt Ryan. It seems a lot like the Georgia fans have ingratiated that Matt Ryan feel with Stetson Bennett. Okay with the mediocre, okay with the game management, which I'm going to be honest with you. I, I I know I may seem like a Stetson Bennett hater. You're just a, you're, you're a Georgia hater. I'm going to call no, it what it is. That's not, that's not the case, man. I just like to look at the facts. And I, I'm looking at Alabama has a Heisman Trophy winner quarterback, Bryce Young. And I just don't believe that Stetson Bennett can keep up. I got, I, I got a question for you guys about that, um, especially for you Dukes. Now, in a recent interview, uh, Stetson Bennett said that it's not his job to be the savior. To me, that sounds like it's not my job to go out and win the game if it comes down to it. What do you think of that mindset that he he feels like he doesn't have to go out there and win the game? Like he is. That's what a game manager, I believe, is where you're not expected to go out there and do it. But I think there will be a time that he'll have to make some plays. But what what do you think of that mindset that he's not even thinking like that? You know, for one, I was hoping that that wouldn't come up. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was hoping that that did not come up because that's not at all when I want to hear from my team leader. Let's be clear. You're the quarterback. You're the captain of the ship. Yeah, you have your coaches. You know, you have your, your position coaches. But you are the quarterback. You are who they chose to lead their team. Okay? Let's forget we have three other five-star quarterbacks on the bench right now. Okay? They chose you. So for you to say that you don't – it's not your job to go win that game. Personally, if I was a player on that team, that would kill my momentum. I'd honestly. be upset. I'd be upset. I, we would have to go have a talk before we get to this game. And if his head is not where it needs to be – I'm personally asking Coach to put JT in. This is how I feel. I mean, I wouldn't go that far just because Stetson is. That's just how as who I am as a person. We you know I take it to yeah. the extreme. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. And, I, and there's principles. You know, I feel like if I was a coach, there are certain things that I just won't tolerate. Uh, but, you know, that was definitely not the right thing to say. If you're going into a game, you know, Biggest like game this. And, but 
to Stetson's. I, I, I get I'm, what he's. I, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this, man. Hey, at least he knows his role. You know, and that, he, he and that knows, was my next he point. He knows what he the is. The defense is what got us here in the first place. But but still, though, that's not what I want to hear you say. I don't want to hear my quarterback sound defeated before the game starts. We get it. You've been right on the defense coattails, Stetson. But look, the defense is going to be working just as hard as, as you are. They're going to give it their all, and they, they need you to do the same. Period. Period. Because when you're in a, like, they've been giving up, what, six points a game? Until the SEC championship, exactly. give up forty-one. You got it. You have to be able to. I think it's going to come down to Georgia has to score some points. They right? do to to give themselves a chance to win. I, they're not. They've early. Okay, Alabama brought their average up to like nine points a game, right? Alabama's not going to come out. The, you're not going to hold them to nine points, right? Right. Like I think you, they, Georgia got to put up like thirty-one at least to win. Period. This, to they win they the do. Game. I. We're all on the same page on that one. Stetson has to come out here, throw the ball, and score early. We cannot go into the halftime down. And we have to go into half out of halftime more than two scores to me. And Kirby, for the for the life of him, has to out-coach Nick Saban. He has to start making better decisions in games like this. Uh, I said because we we've seen this before uh in this in this kind of scenario. Kirby sometimes gets the criticism that he is too loyal to whoever is playing quarterback. Like he would not go back to Eason uh, and st- stuck with Fromm. He did not go to Justin Fields mm. unless it was punt team. That was a mistake. Um, but do you think that if it came down to it, if Stetson Bennett is not playing well in the first half, do you go to JT Daniels? I think Nick Saban will make that call. And, oh, and we've seen him make that call, and and that's what needs to yeah, be done. Yeah, we've seen Saban we've seen do it. We've seen him literally but do Kirby that. Kirby Smart do it. I he ain't, he ain't got it, man. He's too he, scared. He, he don't have that. He, yeah, he would have had to for him to do it, Greg. He would have had to have done it when they played on December fourth. Period. That's the only way that needed to happen. That, and I that would have had happen. to have happened that game. That's the only way that it would even come to fruition. This oh, I mean, this is the, this is it. JT Daniels is the person that they would throw in there. He hadn't played all year. You throw him in there against a, I mean, you don't have anything to lose, but come on now. Like the element of surprise only works so far. You know, you throw a guy out there against a, you know, a a team that's maybe not an Alabama, you know, Sanford, a Tennessee, you know, it it didn't have to be like a, a knockoff team, but to be a team like Alabama, you're going to need to see the playbook is Stetson took all the snaps for sure. You know what I'm saying? Stetson took all the snaps in practice. So the playbook, if JT Davis comes in, it's going to be completely different than when Stetson is in. And because I believe that Kirby to Greg's point is very loyal to the quarterbacks, the preparation to be able to make a change like that in the middle of the game isn't there. I believe Stetson is their guy. And, and and they never wanted to think anything else. I think I think that's the case too. And I have to point out what Stetson brings to the game that JT doesn't. Let's be let's be real. Stetson can move his feet, you know. And when you're playing a defense like Alabama, that's not going to give you more than 2.5 seconds to get that ball off. You have to be able to do that. JT can't do that. JT has a bigger arm. He has more accuracy. I, and and personally, I think if 
Curry would have made that call. I hear what you're saying. I just feel like JT would have been okay. I, I, I don't know why I feel that way. Hey man, look, if JT had some if, if JT had Stetson's athletic ability, oh boy. Then at that like I don't care about the snaps. If you guys are, you know, sinking the shit by halftime, throw JT in there because sure. the element of surprise is still there. For sure. You, you know, it's just harder for you to game plan on a defensively from a guy coming in and he can run. And he can run too. And let's point that out cuz we cuz we say Nick Saban makes his calls all the time, but he's always had when he did, did make those calls, two quarterbacks that can move. Maybe not as good as Tua and Jalen did, you know, at the same time, but they've always had good feet. Mac Jones is not the fastest, but his feet is better than JT Daniels, you know? So you have to consider that when you're Kirby Smart. But I will say this. I'm going to say it now. I have a gut feeling that what we're talking about right, right now, they did too, and they planned for it. So I think it's a situational thing. You know, if we're, if we're going to the halftime down two scores – I, th- I think he makes that call, man. Because at that point, you've seen what Sesson does when he's down like that. He's he's not going to bring us back like that. Right. He's not. I mean, he's, he's not what, that guy. What do you have to lose? My my biggest thing right now, we're we're having a lot of conversation about uh, how Georgia feels and what they're talking about. Right. But what I, doing? I really want to know how you feel, Alabama feels about being disrespected by the media, being disrespected by the odds, like the game didn't just happen. I'm not saying, you know, a redo isn't, you know, worthy. I believe this game is definitely the best matchup we could have hoped for in college football this year for for a national championship game. I believe everything worked out how it should have. But in that same token, the biggest you know, I, I go back to the basics, you know, defense wins championships type thing. And, you know, in football, the line of scrimmage wins the game. If you can control the line of scrimmage, that means running, the, having a balanced attack. Bama is going to have a balanced attack. Absolutely. There is no, there's no, there's nothing that in my mind says Alabama is not going to score points. Okay. Yeah, Alabama's defense may not be Alabama defensive old, but Alabama's defense is not bad, man. They got they have great talent. They're you know they're they're pretty good. They held Georgia to 21 points last time, when everybody was talking about how bad Alabama's defense wasn't really. So I just I just to answer, let me answer I really question, don't know. To answer your question, how, how how do I think Alabama feels? Extremely confident. I mean, way more confident than they've probably ever been. For the simple fact that same thing was said about them going to the first game one and they won the way they did. Then they, they played they, a team, Cincinnati, that people try to compare them to, slaughtered them. All they, those, the Cincinnati media, when that thing was going to, they got all the feel they needed from just going to ESPN. Man. You can just go to ESPN and, it, well, if we didn't have the energy we needed now, well, after these guys saying that Cincinnati had a chance, I, yeah, we we going to practice. Matter of fact, coach. Uh, practice. We we call it a practice. And here's what I here's what I know too. Nick Saban is going to try to end his game before halftime. And the reason why I say that because I had to remind myself what happened in the second quarter of last game. They put up 24 points. Okay. And when you put up that many points on a defense like Georgia, and you see that we can move the ball, why would you feel that you can't do it again and even better? Okay. So I feel like that first quarter is going to be a big play quarter. Mm-hmm. They're not holding anything back. 
they see that their old line can handle our D line, and it's up to our secondary to lock up. So that's one thing that everyone saw. Our secondary got exposed, and the reason why nobody really knew that is because our D line never let anybody throw the ball, right. never gave anybody that much time. Hadn't played against an offensive line like that. I mean, let I, I just, bro. Evans for Alabama is a unreal specimen. For sure. Oh, yeah. I have never seen a guy that size move the way he does. So there are specimens on their offensive line all through that are like that. You know, and Jordan Davis, he's a top five pick. He's a he's going top five in the NFL draft. I get it. Easy. I, I believe in Jordan Davis's ability, and I think he's going to be an absolute terror at the next level. Vita Vea type guy. I think he's going to be great. But that's one guy. You know, Georgia's defense is built on guys who, and, and have been kind of for a while, like Leonard Floyd, guys mm. who are more long and they're strong, but it's just different when you got to go up against a 330-pound guy that can move like he's 260. It's just different because you're 260. You know, the other guy's 260. And, and, <laughs> and, you know, those, the D linemen that they're going against, they're 260. Right. They're like 270. Right. And, yeah, they're fast, but, you know, when you when that body touches you, you're not going nowhere. It doesn't matter. It's like a guy boxing you out in basketball, and you can jump higher than him. If he boxes you out, if he got his butt on you, you it's only so high you can jump. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. I think the key to this game, I do think it's going to be close. I think Georgia's going to come out. I think they're going to hit Bama in the mouth quick. Yeah, and I, I feel think Bama is going to have to show, you know, that they can handle some big time adversity. But I think, like they always do, I think they're going to pull it out. But it's going to come down to a Kirby call. It's going to come down to a fourth and one, and Kirby decides to go for it, and it's going to be too early in the game. Like, and that. That matters. Cannot do those that types of things going forward. On, like he'll go for like a fake punt or something, you know, trying to catch Bam off guard, and then next play, Billingsley, Billingsley for sixty. Next play, because I mean, like Alabama threw the ball. I mean, oh, I mean, Young had over four hundred yards. He did, bro. Williams had one eighty four. Mechie ninety seven. Bolden 54. And Mechie got hurt. And Mechie got hurt. <laughs> Two touchdowns. One touchdown. Bryce Young had a rushing touchdown. Three carries for 40 yards, which is a, another underrated aspect of his game, being able to – he doesn't try to take off at so all. So let me ask you this question, though. Let me ask you this. Do you think Alabama slowed down in the second half of the last game, or do you think Georgia defense picked it up? Because if it wasn't for that second quarter. I mean, I, I think Georgia defense picked it up. Alabama doesn't operate as a team that gets, you know, all right, man, we we up, you know, we're, we're you know, we going to take our foot off the gas. That, that's never how they've operated. You know, they've always kept their foot on the gas with everybody. And that's just what it's been. They haven't shown us different until – I've been until I see different. I, I just have to go with that. That's what's been happening. So, so, so what's the score gonna be? I'm gonna ask both of y'all, Bo and Greg. What's the score gonna be, and why do you think it's gonna be that? And let's make it a little more interesting. 
I, I, I don't want to say who's going to be MVP because if Bama wins, I know who MVP is going to be. <laughs> right. So who's going to be that game changer? If Georgia wins, it has to be Bowers because he's y'all best receiver. It's going to have to be him because y'all going to have to score points. What about Burton? It's going to have to Pickies. be Bowers. It's going to have to be Bowers. I mean, those guys need to step up for sure. But those guys, I, I, I just don't. I mean, it's going to have to be Bowers is going to have to go for 150 and somebody else is going to have to go for at least 100. Or it's going to have to be spread around nicely. He's going to have to be, you know, just being a really good everybody eats type guy. But I think the score is going to be 35-28 Alabama. I think Georgia will put up 28. I think it'll be close. Uh, you know, I think I think Bama's going to push up, push out with that touchdown lead, though. Uh, I think Georgia has to play a perfect game offensively. Like no turnovers at all. Not they not cannot, one. They can't. I, I that's asking a lot. And if they do, uh, it can't be a field position turnover. Like it can't be right. like it needs to be like they were driving. If it was, they the threw score. a hail mary at the end of the half and right, it's an interception. Right, 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 right. You know, I can understand that. But otherwise, I think it has to be a perfect game offensively. Um, I'm gonna go thirty four twenty, Alabama. I like that number. I mean, I I would have said something like that, but I I, I got a feeling Georgia going. I, I have a feeling they're going to play better than they did last time. I don't know why, but they, I think they will. I I have to agree with you all. Georgia can't make any mistakes. No turnovers. Offense has to be snapping. Bowers has to be that guy. James Cook has to be that 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 running back that's coming out of the backfield catching balls. And we need our power running, period. We have to establish our power run game or we will not win this game. I'm going to go ahead and say the score is going to be 38-35. I think it's going to be close. And the reason I say that, it's going to be a shootout. And this is what it's going to be. Yeah. I I, I could see the shootout thing happening uh, just because we have seen Alabama's defense that, you know, just throughout the season. Even even games that they've won, they've just given up points to teams. Like Florida, just, that, just be, I don't know why. You know, maybe it's just lack of discipline or just I, I don't know why. But they've they they have a bend but don't break mentality. Like For they'll sure. give up some points, but when it comes down to it, they'll buckle up and Jordan Battle, he'll fly around and make something happen. You know, I I, I believe in Bama, man. I do, do you believe in UGA? Look, man, I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you how much I believe in it. We're gonna make a bet right here on air, right here, right now, right now. Okay, what you want to do? I don't know. I'm going to give it to you. That's how much confidence I have. Okay. If Georgia lose, what you want me to do? Why I do that? To my I, got, I got an idea. Greg, I want to hear it, man. <laughs> For the next show, you got to wear an Alabama shirt, and especially an Alabama National Championship shirt. So that's going to mean you can't just get it from someone that's an Alabama. Hey, man, let me borrow your T-shirt. I want to see the 2022 year on the mm-hmm. shirt. And on top of that, I want you to do a video. So I don't know if you guys hear, but during the commercial break, oh you hear about the old fashioned health network and how you need to get in touch about, you know, getting your, <laughs> your businesses out there and things. Well, I'm the videographer for the, uh, for the team there at a uh, old fashioned health network. And, uh, I believe that I believe I can come up with something pretty nice 
to make you look, maybe you could put it on your Instagram or your, you know, some type of reel or something like that. To it has to be on the feed. It can't be a story. Right, 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 right. I don't want it. I don't want you to just send this to your close friends. You know, <laughs> bet. All right, cool. So look, that's fair. So how about this? I'm well, what do you need from me, man? What do you need from me? Because I, 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 I you wearing a Georgia shirt, it's not gonna hurt you. It's not gonna make you feel any kind of way. So I gotta bring something in outside of college football that I know you're gonna absolutely hate doing. And that means you gotta wear a Falcons jersey, a Falcons hat. I can't Everywhere. do the hat, man. I, I, honestly, I can't do the jersey. I, I, we said a t-shirt, bro. I can do a t-shirt. I got a jersey for you, don't worry. I got one. Okay. Falcons jersey. And the next time we watch college football, gonna watch the Falcons not college football but next time we watch the Falcons game which is not it's gonna be for a while now you know what no no no. how about that the next football time we go out you gotta talk about how good the Falcons are and how much you love Matt Ryan and every time I ask you a question about how good they are you ever tell me that you know what they're the best team ever so, are so we you doing, can't talk trash about the Falcons ever. So, so are we doing that? Or are, we doing the, are we doing the jersey? <laughs> I feel like that's a lot. Are we doing? <laughs> Look, that boy nervous. That boy nervous. <laughs> are we doing the jersey? What, what are, are we doing? Both of those? Because I, I might need to up my. You know what I'm saying? I might up need it. To, I don't care what you do. Okay. Confidence, cool. boy. All right, man. I'm with it. You know, honestly, that's cool. I'm very confident. I'm going to say one last thing before we get out of here. Um, Roll Tide. Go dogs, Sick them, man. Like always, thank y'all for chiming in with us, man. Hopefully this time I'm not eating my words. Dogs, don't let me down. Bennett, come on, boy. I believe in you, man. Do your thing. Get this dub. Let's do it right. We out. for tuning in on Apple Sports Talk. It's your boy Dukes. We had a good time. This was fun, but we'll do it again. Peace!